0: By the skin and the teeth. (laughs) I was fast, but the creature was faster. I kicked at the ball, snapping at my heels. And we all turned into the far corner of the hallways that was my grandfather's house. <clears throat> Everything was moving too terribly quick. It was as if Abigail and I had suddenly found ourselves swept into a hurricane of terror. Another nightmare of hell. Different locations, same players. It was just too... It was just too... Too difficult for me to comprehend, to think, and process not only the situation, but the appearance and the, the subtle movements of such a thing. What the fuck was it? But what I... What I did... Get off! Get <clears throat> off! Come on, What the fuck was it? No! But what I... What I did know... Was that this wasn't a hunt. No. No. This was a game of cat and mouse. Abigail was screaming to the point of making herself sick and I... I could tell that she was afraid to look back, yet unable to resist. The hunter, the hunted, a thing from hell coming for two human prey, two human prey desperately trying to escape and evade the darkness and pursuit. nothing but, but titles, truths, and descriptions. It didn't matter, it didn't matter, it didn't matter really. wasn't even a factor in this nightmare. No, no this was becoming a mindless foot chase immediate frantic and frightening titles or truths didn't matter in the nightmare nor did the creature. I knew now that there would always be more nightmares around the next corner. This, this This was simply something that would have once been born of my own act of imagination. But after the events of the Queen Mary... After the events... Of the Queen Mary... The simple truth was... This... This... Right here. This was my life now. This was home. And the two of us ran while a new weapon of the devil pursued. One moment it was Abigail and myself and a moment later three frames in a spool of film, a funnel of sharp teeth snapping, horrid limbs pumping down one hall, then left through the kitchen the opposite hall bringing us back into the living room again. I, I, I could feel the testosterone and sweat in the air, every living person or thing in sheer overdrive. I never once I never once looked back. I never once looked back compared to the incidents of the Queen Mary. This was undiluted hell. This, this was undiluted hell through and through. Because now, now Abigail was here. Now Abigail was in the devil's sights because now Abigail was in the home of the damned. My home. Home of Randy Conroy. I was already through the living room and passing the laundry room. All I could see were piles of dark and light clothing in an abstract way when I felt the... when I felt the creature on my back. Claws tearing into my shoulder have I had enough? I thought weakly. I cried out in pain as the razor teeth made a separate set of grooves in my skin, and it was all it was all I could do to push Abigail into a pile of towels before I started fighting against the creature that had begun climbing upon my shoulder. Thing was, it didn't want me. Dessert came first, as ordered by the devil. The creature shoved me aside, eyes fixated on the tasty prize, and it was then and only then that Abigail suddenly realized what dessert looked like. You could keep calling it a different name, creature, or a demon, beast, or monster, but regardless, it bolted forward. At least, it seemed to, with the exception of its gangly arms waving frantically toward Adam as moving forward because I held tight to its legs, and motherfucker, I held tight for four long seconds as the creature turned back and stared at me with malevolent eyes. Right. One, two, three, four, Two, three And eternity. Not long enough. And then my fingers slipped. And then my hold. Failed. The creature was in the air in less than a heartbeat, a snarling ferocity coming down directly at Abigail, the dessert before the meal. She tried to shield herself and screamed in mind-numbing fright. But then, then it was me joining in my screams much more. Louder, even as Abigail's diminished to hoarseness. I could only watch as the demon clawed at Abigail's once beautiful face. I could only watch... ...as the devil grinned. Whispers in the Cries, written and performed by Matthew Ewald, produced by Star Chaser Productions. It didn't matter. Once it had seemed like weeks A handful of days, but no No, it had been longer I was again walking listlessly to the therapist's office Months having passed since the hauntings born of that ancient darkness had followed both Both Abigail and I to New York Yes, I I had been back to Manhattan, but I, I couldn't really say for how long. Had there been a Christmas tree in Rockefeller Center? Or was it spring break for the damned? I, I don't know. It didn't matter said and thought it a lot lately, none of it mattered, because I had returned to Minnesota alone. Abigail was no longer with me, and so I walked, not caring if it was sunny or cloudy, arid or humid. It just didn't matter. I dwelled on that last night instead, the night that Mr. Thetapet's creature had chased us throughout my grandparents' house, stopping only after clawing at Abigail's face before retreating back into the darkness. Half of Abigail's face had been ravaged so terribly that it could no longer be considered flesh. Just a mess of jagged lines. One side still stunning and beautiful; the other, the, the other dis, distorted and destroyed, hideous. It had, it had been a lesson that the devil wanted me to learn. There would be no way to end this, no surgeries to restore it. I wasn't safe. She wasn't safe. No one, no one was safe. No one was safe with me. We had been in New York for a little over a day before... before I went to see Grillo. Walking through the ridiculously long parking lot toward the therapist's office, I could only, um... I could only grimace as I thought of Jimmy, my... my best friend my mentor, my my pal. Past tense. Jimmy Grillo had suffered a massive coronary during our visit, screaming before the air escaped his lungs that there was something in the room with us, a man in a top hat with a hateful grin, and then... And then he died. And then he died, just... (laughs) Just like that. Just... Gone. I then sent Abigail away. It was better to keep her in hiding. By, by separating, Mr. Thetapet could only concentrate on me. And so be it. Abigail and I made love one last time, and I left while she slept. Like a fucking coward. Leaving a note that told her of my love for her That it was better if she not see the ending to this confrontation because there there would be an ending There would be an ending one way or the other But I loved her She Is and was the love of my existence. I loved her. But the darkness was only truly after me, the direct bloodline to my grandfather. It pulled me from my bed at night. Fires would suddenly spark in the kitchen. Windows would shatter. Flames and glass forming words in a dead language. Swirling in air and spelled out in jagged shapes on the floor. Demonic hatred raging forth. I would awaken to missing items or shadowed forms. The poltergeist activity growing more violent by the day. I was no longer trying to unlock the mysteries behind my grandfather's suicide. I was attempting to puzzle out the mysteries of my own survival. I may have been off the ship, as I had thought at some undetermined time in the past, but the ship did not let me go. And it never would. So be.